Hi, my name is Anishruti. My name is Grace. And welcome to the next episode of our podcast, Embracing Change. So today we're going to be talking about Elizabeth Holmes because we just found like the whole topic and the whole like conspiracy and trial to just be really interesting and something that needs to be covered. Yeah, and it's very close to like our area. So mm-hmm. like it's in the Bay Area in the Silicon Valley. So it's pretty interesting and it's very relevant to our location. It also happened, like, quite recently, so we thought it would be, like, good to cover right now. So, um, basically, Elizabeth Holmes is the founder, or was the founder, of Theranos Incorporative, and she was found guilty on January 3rd of 2022 on four counts of criminal fraud against investors, um, but the jury was unable to reach a unanimous verdict on the remaining three counts tied to the investors. Mm-hmm. And the Silicon Valley company promised to revolutionize blood testing, claiming its technology could test for more than 200 health conditions from a finger prick of blood. And that's obviously false. Yeah, so like it seems like so cool, right? It seems like such a new, fascinating, like something that's like revolutionary, but now it's like all proved to be false. So Grace and I will go over the count-by-count verdict in the Holmes trial, but um, for the potential prison time that Ms. Holmes might face, like each of the four counts carries a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison, so she could technically face 80 years in prison. Yeah, Yeah. it's a lot. Oh my gosh. Okay, so the count-by-count verdict in the Elizabeth Holmes trial. So there were nine um, wire fraud, like... Verdicts? Yes, uh, wired fraud charges against Theranos um, investors. Yeah, so three of them had no verdict. And then three of them were guilty. And three of them were not guilty. Yeah, and then the other charges include conspiracy to commit wire fraud against the investors once again, and that was guilty. And then there was also... The conspiracy to commit wire fraud against Theranos paying patients, um, but it was found not guilty. And then prosecutions, um, like the prosecutors, they dropped this count in November after making an error, but... Uh, that was count nine, by the way. Yes. Um, and then, so what was the main case laid out by the defense? So the defense placed like a really risky um, bet by putting Ms. Holmes on the stand to testify over seven days. All of the seven days and through it all, like she told her story in a clear and confident manner. And um, she just talked about the like what her company standard stood for and everything and she rarely flinched during questioning by her lawyer or the government and responded very well and very articulately yeah and apparently she had like and you said she like was really well spoken and like she had really good composure but it only broke up like when um she was testifying about what she described as an abusive personal relationship with mr balwani yeah and so then an attorney for him denied the abuse allegations and Miss Holmes did express regret for the business decisions and mistakes that she made, but she also like continued to blame other people about it. So, yeah. So also, um, this person she she took aim at what um, lawyers following the trial have deemed the prosecution's strongest evidence, which is that Theranos's documents um, that were altered to include the names and logos of pharmaceutical companies, including Pfizer Incorporative, falsely suggested the companies had validated this technology. Yeah, so basically she turned around the entire like prosecution's theory that the allegations and like the names were altered. And she said that she did 
doctor the reports. However, it wasn't done maliciously. Mm-hmm. So. And then, thirdly, um, she said that Theranos started using commercial blood analyzers because the company couldn't handle processing a high volume of patient blood samples on um, their own devices, just not because the company was trying to mislead anyone. I guess that was her, like, reasoning. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth and fifth, like, arguments that she used, once again, she expressed regret for how she handled certain, like, business uh, decisions, and um, she also played, like, into the judges and jury's pathos, pathos by um, alleging, like, emotional and sexual abuse counts by Mr. Balwani, and she described, like, the relationship in a very negative way and um, talked about how she had to spend more than a decade trying to live up to his exacting standards at the expense of her friends, family, personal agency, and her job. And so now moving on a little bit to the prosecution's case, speaking about those allegations against Mr. Balwani, um, the prosecutors deemed it like irrelevant as it was like more prejudicial than probative and that the, um, you know, because it's something that happened in the past, it's not necessarily relevant to the case at hand. Yeah, so, wow, a new mock trial, really be, yeah, Andu and I both did mock trial, but she's doing it again this year, and she's an attorney, so, I I think this, yeah, (laughs) um, this is all, like, quite interesting to both, both of us, but, like, all the court stuff, I think, Andu definitely knows about. No, I don't think so, I'm still learning, Yeah, still, everyone's learning, but yeah, we found, um, this all really interesting, and kind of, like, shocking that someone would try to, like, fake, fake something that's, like, that could help the world you know like it would be so amazing if it could actually help people but it's kind of sad that people would just like create it all as a fake just to get money and i think like what's even sadder is she's a stanford dropout i know come on how would you how do you do that and also it's not even really sad it's kind of scary yeah because this is something that could have saved a bunch of lives but if you know they went through all these uh, checks and everything and people actually believed it and they used these products then it could really have hurt people and it did hurt people and now it's gonna hurt homes in a big way so i mean the other part of like prosecution theory was like they offered a lot of testimony from investors and former employees scientists and um they just i don't know they just captured a lot of media coverage off the company itself and the forged documents etc yeah and also like a new um was saying about like the whole dropping out of stanford thing it's like if someone's gonna drop out of like such a good like educational a 19 year old 19 years old i believe yeah like wouldn't you drop out to like if you like okay it makes sense for someone to drop out of stanford to form um this if it was real like if it was real that would like make sense like i would drop out to form like a new (laughs) life-saving blood thing but but the thing is like it's fake so that is like definitely not worth it yeah and she's still so young like she's only 37 years old yep as so. of february i think her birthday's <sighs> on february 3rd 1984 huh but yeah she is only 37 years old yeah i mean i guess that's the story and it's interesting don't drop out of school and start a fake company <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah i think that's about it for now but thanks for listening peace, peace.